welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 25, Episode 4, Right-Click to Torture Orc Mother. The book, Shadows Rising by Madeline Rue, from the far-off year of 2020. Uh, chapters 8 through 10, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go torture that Orc Mother! <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the World of Warcraft novel discussion podcast for now, where we're going to be going through one of the World of Warcraft novels. That's right. Sure, there's others. We picked this one. Well, yeah. You did. I mean, yeah. I had known. If I had been, you'd know if I had picked a World of Warcraft novel, because it'd be Medan heavy, because I've always wanted to know what that, what the fuck the deal is with that guy. Yeah. Um, like, I know he's like the darling character. He's he's like the the new guardian of the Tirasfall Glade or whatever they call that, like. Well, yeah, he I took mean, over as, from Medivh. As much as we refer to Thrall as Orc Jesus, Medan is the true Orc Jesus. Yeah, he's like four different species. I think he's like a quarter each of Elf and Orc and Draenei and Human. And he's like bright gold. Yeah. And he has a bunch of powers. But he, he's, they, despite, in the time period when he was being written, I think it's the Richard Knack books or whatever, Knack uh, was the guy who was writing about him. Uh, people were clamoring for him to show up in the game for whatever reason, and even at the time, Blizzard was like, "No, <laughs> no, we're not. Put, we're not building a model for that. No, <laughs> he'll exist somewhere in the expanded world of Warcraft, but you're never gonna fucking see. Just we're- like pre of Pandaria, that was how they treated the the, the uh, Pandaren. Yes, where people are like, well, when are you gonna finally put Chen Stormstout in the game so we can see him because he was in Warcraft three or whatever." And they're like, ah, that was an April Fool's idea. You'll never see dumb panda men. And then they're like, oh, shit, we ran out of ideas. Put dumb panda men in there. <laughs> we ran out of ideas like five ago at this point. Mr. Pandaria was a long time now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I hope my all right filter caught that one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh. How are you doing? I'm Jeff, by the way. That's John right there, and I'm asking how he's doing. <laughs> now you're up to speed. Uh-huh. He's bringing you up to what's going on here on the podcast. <laughs> For those just joining us mm-hmm. a couple minutes in. Mm-hmm. The Lone Ranger has discovered his quarry. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Batman is napping. <laughs> That's right. His bat snoratron simulates regular human sleep so that he may do his perfect sleep undisturbed. Yeah, his perfect sleep is honk shoo. Yeah, he honk does honk shoo. <laughs> He's got. I mean, I gotta assume Batman's the kind of guy who definitely has a deviated septum by now, right? Like, oh. Yeah, he's have to have had his nose broken so many times that he's yeah. like, oh, that whole thing is just a fucking horror show. Yeah, I think that was the original Nightfall arc, was that Bane was like, I must break your nose. I must break you nose. <laughs> he was like, how dare you? I've been breathing so well. You will need a breathe right strip. <laughs> I don't know what my accent is. <laughs> it is my full understanding that I am South American. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good. <sighs> or depending on the context, Central American or probably most famously in people's minds nowadays, Middle Eastern for no reason. All right. Thanks, Tom Hardy. Sure. Yeah. Where he sounds like a pompous British man. 
I hunted 64 elephants. I tell you what, in my day, I was bored in the darkness, and we liked it. <laughs> then we had to give the darkness back to India. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> we got all our good spices, though. Don't use them. <laughs> Boil the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, that's Bane. Elderly, there's Bane. An elderly British imperialist. Uh-huh. I, I do like this adaptation. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. This is a good world we've built. So anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> ah, I'm great. Good. Thank I'm you. fucking phenomenal. That's all I need. Well, you could have just said that at any time. I'm bursting at the seams with holiday joy. <laughs> yeah, you just got back from a... Uh... A, a kind of friends, a friend Yule. Yeah, had a, a wonderful time in a little cabin, hung out, bunch of people that I love, and just played games and ate way worse than I've eaten for like an entire year. <laughs> yeah, I've got the ingredients to make two batches of Christmas cookies up at, uh, up in my house right now, and I'm not going to eat any of them. I'm, I'm sticking to my whole guns. But that just means I could have a bonding experience with Sage by de uh, declaring her my little <laughs> official taster. I thought you would be like, have a bonding experience by denying her cookies as well. <laughs> you and me, Sage, we will make these cookies and then throw them directly in the garbage. <laughs> you need to watch me as I destroy them. Oh, what's that? They look delicious? I know. I know <laughs> they look delicious. Here's the thing. They also taste delicious, mm -hmm. but you'll never know. <laughs> no one will. Least of all you. Uh, into the garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm planning to make like a uh, a soft chocolate with uh, a, like a sandwiched in mint cream filling. Mm -hmm. And also some coconut and lime glazed coconut and lime cookies. Huh. Uh, that's because my, my uh, sister's coming to visit and she hates mint. Yeah. And I don't really like cooking gingerbread. I, I'm not a big gingerbread guy, and it, which is funny because... That's yeah. weird because I, I am a big gingerbread you guy. Are. John famously, famous, yeah, notably and and uh, infamously because he's wanted in several states for well, I mean, running away from hey. his cookie owner. Yeah. <laughs> Try and catch me, yeah. I'm fast as you can. Yeah, <laughs> run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I have a gun. <laughs> you can't catch me. I'm boarding a plane. I'm standing my ground. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, so. I, it's funny because nowadays, given I don't eat the cookies, you'd think I could make the ones that I don't like. Yeah. Who gives a shit? And I'm still like, no, they have to be. They have, they have to sound like I'd want them. <laughs> I want to be sad when I make these. <laughs> I want to look longingly at the endeavor that I have done and gone. Oh, I, the couple sweet things I've made since going on to my my, uh, my super diet uh, has largely haven't made me sad. They've more. I've, I've pretty much been brought joy by the idea that I'm going to be able to feed this horrible sugar to other people uh-huh be like get down in the muck with me eat it eat more of it cram it in there good yeah. good I'm, I'm glad you have cookie compersion mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why my new crab bucket cookies <laughs> coming soon to you uh so uh world of warcraft huh yeah uh when last we left off uh, Talanji, queen of the Zandalari trolls, was, uh, holding court and got, uh, Zakan, the ambassador from the Horde, who had saved her life from an assassin, sort of, accidentally, uh, and... The two of them were, she was giving him a tour of the grounds. Yeah, they were hanging out and going over, like, 
what's going on, and Zakan, being a country bumpkin, was amazed at the absolute wealth and decadence that comes with imperialism. That's right. <laughs> My goodness, you could feed so many people with all of these things that you have, and yet here you are, living in decadence. Yeah. And her being like, I do? Oh, oh yeah, I guess I do. I never noticed before that I live in a giant golden pyramid <laughs> with a huge constantly rotating clock wheel built right into it. Yeah. Oh, I never realized that I have, you know, hundreds of servants uh -huh. that carry buckets of water to fill up an entire pond for me every day fresh. Yeah, and then I can wave my arm and the empire will invade in whatever direction I happen to, to gesture, even accidentally. No, you're right. That, that, had, that had yet to have occurred to me. Yeah. So she was giving him the, the grand tour of like where she grew up and what it was like. He's more or less just doing his job, which is to be open and be like, yeah, I'm more or less here so that you don't like uh, leave the horde. But while I'm here, I might as well be useful and friendly, right? And she's like, yeah, that is that is great. Good good shit. I'm, I appreciate your candor and honesty. And then they get attacked by crazed blood troll-looking uh, types, but not. I think they're like a second-generation blood troll because this is post-taking out Gahoon in the Battle for Azeroth expansion. Yeah, I mean, these are less, I guess, blood trolls and more spider trolls. Yeah, they're the Widow's Bite, which, yes. again, is weird because the spider loa is also dead. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, what are you going to do? I guess they just don't care. No. Nah. Maybe they got another one. <laughs> I mean, that can't, they can't have been the first spider Loa. You got you got to go through no. these. Yeah. I mean, Bon Somdi isn't even the first Loa of death. Yeah. So, presumably, eventually all these Loas are coming back around. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they foil the assassination attempt with the help of Zakan and Bon Somdi doing stuff. And uh, also, we find out that some alliance scouts and whatnot washed up on shore dead from what is very obviously dark ranger uh shots through the heart yes which i think is supposed to be the leftovers of the in our opening episode we had uh nathanos escaping some some uh some alliance scouts or something and then having them killed off with with zandalari arrows but so accurately shot as to be impossible for it to be the zandalari style because they tend no, to go for it the was it was bullets. trolls Oh, it was troll. They were killing troll. They're killing. Okay, yes, because they don't want the horde or the alliance to know where they okay, are. So we don't really know who, who or why these particular alliance. They probably just stumbled. Well, yeah, in on as something. they said in the chapter, they were just oh, they're scouts of the area around there. So they yeah. probably stumbled upon their ship and were like, well, we got to murder these guys. Yeah. So that's what's been going on. And we pick up almost immediately after the whole assassination attempt. Uh, Talanji is off having you know a discussion with her council because yeah. that's a serious. Thing that has just happened. Yeah. And we, did, we didn't we did mention it here, but uh, one of the other things that had been happening is that Bonsamdi had revealed that he kind of helped uh, Zakan with his assassination foiling. Like, by giving him a little push so that he would spin into the guy who tried to assassinate Talanji. And, but anyway, now he's talking to fucking Bonsamdi again. Yeah, Bonsamdi is just hanging out in, like, the narthex of this fucking temple. Uh-huh. Narthex. Nice word. Hell yeah. Uh... So they're just waiting outside. Like, Zakan can kind of hear the uh, conversation, like, muffled by the giant gold doors that lead into this, uh, like, chamber that the council is in. Mm -hmm. But he is just like, oh, I'm going to sit out here in the waiting room with a god of death. And Zakan, again, is basically just like, I am the, like, wide-eyed, slack-jawed farm boy that is, like, in over his head. So yeah. he's just like, uh, do you want my dagger? 
<laughs> like uh, just so completely no idea what to do when faced with a god that yeah. he's just like, hey, do you want the only thing I've got? I'll give it to you. I've always found it wild, the transition from Darkspear to Zandalari when it when it comes to trolls. Because you, you can hang around in the Darkspear Islands all you want and usually not encounter any wild gods running around. No. But as we've made our way through more introducing more and more trolls over the years, like in Zul'Garub, they, they were like, Hakar the Soul Flayer was a Loa. Yeah. And so was most of those guys were like, oh, they turn into an animal. And you have to fight them when they're like animal-y in Zulamon and so on. That's more Loa stuff. Yep. Each one of them is worshipping like the Loa of lynxes or like, mammoths, li- linges, whatever. You, yeah. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Those guys in uh, Talgarub, I think. Yeah. In the um, uh, world of uh, the Wrath of the Lich King one. Yeah. That so, whole zone. So the Darkspear, but, but by the time you get to Zandalar, it's like, oh, no, the gods are just their houses right there. Like some of them live in the fucking pyramid. You can just go hang out. I think that's like uh, Paku, the the god of the winds, the one that's like a pteranodon, like just has her temple right there on the on the on the pyramid. Uh, but a lot of the other ones, like so, Bonsamdi is just like a regular thing around here. Like most people don't see him all the time, but it's like spotting you know a celebrity when you live in New York and you see Al Pacino, and you're like, yeah, eventually you do. Or Mandy <laughs> Patinkin, like you're not gonna not see them. Yeah. So it's, you know. Not a thing that, like, Talanji would normally be like, oh, I'm worried about leaving someone out here with Aloha, because for them it's more like, oh yeah, that'll be a fun time for you to hang out with Aloha, because that's just sort of a thing that we do. Whereas, he is just like, uh, what? I mean, I feel like she should be worried about leaving anyone alone with Bonsambi, because he's... His entire M.O. is offering twisted deals. True. That's all he ever does. It's weird that they really went like, all right, you're the god of death. Also, you are the trickster god. You're just sort of all of the, like, sort of antagonistic god versions all together. Yeah, I mean, granted, he is, pro- out of all the Loa, he's, uh, well, I guess Razan and Paku are and, and Gonk are probably the three biggest of, like, the good guyish Loa. Ah, the Gonk Loa. He's, like, the... It's ra- the Loa that says Gonk. He's the raptor one. Uh, yeah, uh, getting uh, their feet uh, yeah, burned in Jabba's palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you could also say that Torga and Kragwa are good Loa as well. Though Torga's de- reincarnated into a little baby turtle at the moment. Aw. Uh, but... But yeah, I mean, basically, he's just the one who represents all the stuff that like connects back to Voodoo and Candomblé rolled into one. Ah. That's kind of his deal. He's like, well, I'm Bonsomdi, so you've already got the name connection. Plus, I'm the only one that you usually get to see who's like a guy and not like a big turtle or something. Yes. So I'm definitely the one who's got the top hat and is constantly offering bargains and and doing rituals and hanging out near lit candles. And the rest of them are usually like, I'm a pterodactyl. I have a big nest. Yeah, all the rest of the lower are like, I have a thing that I'm in charge of, mm-hmm. and that thing is being a cool animal and making sure animal stuff happens. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a dude, and I'm going to fuck with people. Yeah, so now here he is fucking with poor Zakan. Uh, basically, he pops up out of nowhere and is like, so, uh, hey, little guy, how you doing? He calls him Zappy Boy. Yeah, which, you know, Zakan's like, why is he calling me Zappy Boy? And I'm like, yeah, why is he calling you Zappy Boy? That is a weird thing to call people. Like, that's a weird thing to call someone. And I understand why he is saying it. But also, come on, Bonsomdi. You are Bonsomdi. You can think of a better dumb nickname than that. Also, that's not the first shaman you've ever seen. Yeah. Maybe it's the first elemental shaman he's ever seen. <laughs> uh, normally, I meet good shamans. Huh. Usually, you guys hit guys with axes really fast. Not me. I stand very still and shoot lightning bolts. I like chain lightning. <laughs> I'm going to call you Zappy Boy. See that? You know, it, it adds up. 
Uh, it makes some kind of sense. <laughs> makes a kind of sense. But it, basically, he's a little gobsmacked because he has never really encountered a Loa before. And he's like, uh, okay, uh, you certainly are the god of all graves. What? What, why, what, do, you, what, what, what do you want with me? And he's what, like, the only thing I want is to give you my thanks. Yeah. And he's like, oh god, why? Because <laughs> you've saved my primary investment twice. He's very straightforward, is Buon Zombie. For someone who's so tricksy, he's like, yeah, look. Talanji's kind of my whole project right now. I'm keeping her alive so that I can work, given that she is uh, unbreakably tied to me in all things, and I have to be her official Loa and all that, I might as well get some power out of the bargain. Oh, yeah. So I want to steer the state. I mean, especially if you're like, oh, I'm like the god of death. Having someone who's like, oh, I'm in charge of an entire empire's army. This is great. I would like to remain that. Which is funny to me because I feel like you should really be getting a lot of the long view shit out of Bonsomdi. Because we even get it here when he's making fun of Zakan and pointing out that all you little mortals live for such short spans of time. Who even cares, really? What's the point of all, all of this? And I'm like, then why do you care if you're in charge of the Empire or not? The Empire, when run well or poorly, does not increase or decrease the life expectancy of the trolls in it. It remains steady at 0%. All of them die. Yeah. But you do want to have the success of your empire because that's more people worshipping you. That's true. You do probably want the empire to succeed because that's more people. And more people means more people eventually die. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense for him. Plus he's also like, yeah, you guys have a blip of a lifespan and that's hilarious. But there are some of you that are much more interesting than others. Yeah, that's that's fair. And he's like, I'm not interesting. I'm just a little guy. I'm in I was just in the right place. And he's like, yeah, that's what most famous people are. Yeah, you think they're actually powerful for a good reason? That's that's uh, a- you think Bezos is smart? No. <laughs> he's just present at the correct time in history. Yeah. It was <laughs> you are just around when you need to be around. The only good, good job. The only good one is Thrall, he says, <laughs> looking meaningfully at the camera. <laughs> Thrall. He's great. The choice of a new generation. <laughs> Do you hear me, Dan Menson? <laughs> I said good things about you, boy. Now give me another book contract. <laughs> give me a dollar. All right. Every, every time anyone gives Thrall a compliment in one of these books, I put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, Menson had been gone from the company before this book was written, but still, I think he still does it. He, he still shows up from time yeah. to time. Is it Fill up Chris the jar. Menson and not Dan? I think it's Chris Menson. I don't remember people who work at World of Warcraft. What do I look like? Some person who likes that shit? Yeah, you do. Oh, crap. Yeah, I'm, uh, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I hate to be the one to tell you this, but you look like you like Warcraft. All right. <laughs> well. Oh, uh, shoot. The filter's going to get rid of that. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so, anyway, he's like, yeah, I wanted to give you a gift by way of, of thanks for twice now rescuing my project. And uh, Zakan's like, a gift? Ugh, is this going to be some sort of evil dark bargain? And he's like, no. That said, in order to get the gift, you do need to agree to my terms. Yeah. And of course, Zakan's like, man, my grandma just gave me constant stories of like, hey, fucking Bwansamdi makes deals and it is always bad. Do not do that. Yeah. That is the lesson of the story. And he's like, so what's the, what what, what do I got to (laughs) do? And so here's the deal. Uh, Bwansamdi will show Zakan a vision pertaining to death in some way that will be very important in the coming book. Uh, and in exchange, he must keep doing what he is currently doing, which is sticking around and trying to keep Talanji in the horde 
because uh, that is very important to Bonsomni. He really wants this horde thing to get up and running. Yeah. He's like, that's great. More, more people, more influence. Awesome. Love it. Gotta wonder why he, I mean, I, I guess it's still, again, it's about building population. Because, like, I, you gotta assume he's getting everyone who dies anyway, right? Anybody who, or is it just anybody who believes in him? Like, when night elves die, do they go to this guy or do they go to the night well? How, how do we make these determinations? Like, I have to assume that it is, if you are a troll and, like, a believer in him, you probably get got by him. Or, if you specifically get, like, given to him by someone. So there's more... If he has more followers, there's more people who might be like, oh, I'm going to kill in your name, That's so fair. you do get the soul. Yeah, he's really hoping that a bunch of Forsaken and Volpera are like, hell yeah, Bonsomdi rules. Yeah, I'll I sign mean, on for that deal. I mean, if you're a Forsaken, maybe. Yeah, you're right. They've already escaped death. What are you going to do to him now? Yeah, like, at that point, he even says in here, he's like, God, fucking Forsaken, these assholes. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Basically, he's like, yeah, uh, I guess I'll agree to that bargain. Sure. sure. Yeah. Whatever. I, I I guess I'll keep... It sounds like it's a trap. And Bonsomdi's like, no, no. Signed to paper. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but then he shows him the vision. And the vision is an irritating, confusing mess. We, we have gone all the way back to Draenor, where we are seeing what I think is young Varrock Saurfang hanging around. I believe around what we are seeing is Saurfang in the afterlife. Okay, so we're seeing like the Pride Land, the the uh, okay, the the. This and, is the land this is his heaven. His heaven is Dranor hanging out and hunting with his parents. Uh, his kid. His kid. Oh, okay. Because the whole I had thing... a hard time figuring out who was who in that. I thought it was him, and then he was like calling to his dad. But the the section was weirdly written, so I could never quite tell if he was the dad or the son. Yeah. So the whole thing is, uh, he you know gets like blacks out and wakes up, and then. You know, it's that whole, like, merging of the mind. So it's Zakan, but he's like, but I also have, like, this flooding recollection of what's going on and who I am and whatnot. Sees his hand as a different hand. And it's, oh, I'm I'm in the fields of Draenor, and that's my son. And he's like, hey, Dad, what's going on? You yeah. feeling okay? And, you know, thematically, that makes a lot more sense, given that you have to gank Saurfang's son as a practice to get into Ice Crown Citadel. Yeah. So he's like a death knight. You have to kill at one point. And then everyone stops the entire proceedings. It's like the, uh, if you're playing Alliance, they're like, nope, nope, hold on. Let the, let the horde come carry his corpse away because that's a, that's a, this is a sad one. Yeah. This one we're sad about. We're sad about this. Yeah. This guy's a good one. Let him have it. Yeah. So that's when we are reconnecting with Saurfang, who's always been kind of like, was one of the more tempering influences in the horde. Yeah. Up until he got mocked by Sylvanas. Yep. So Zakan just gets to see, like, oh, Sarfang gets to have his, like, nice Elysian Fields thing, where it's like, oh, his his son's there, and he's like, oh, and I'm gonna go see my wife, and everything's great, and I, I absolutely love it here. And, and Buon- then he, like, comes back and gets back into his own body, and he's like, there you go, see? And I'm sure Bonsomdi was like, and by the way, there's no way this is counterindicated by the very next expansion. <laughs> where we establish that there's just four heavens, and none of them are Draenor. <laughs> Uh, He's probably in Maldraxxus because he was too much of a battler to go anywhere else. Yeah, the it's it is a weird thing because Zakan at least is like, oh, this is I am seeing the afterlife. Like that's what I am seeing is yeah. Saurfang being dead. And Bonsomni, I mean, it might not be because he doesn't say like, yes, that's the vision I gave you. He's just like. 
Yeah, anyway, uh, you gotta do my thing now. Yeah, I really think Zakan was sleeping on this one. Like, maybe he's just too afraid of this fucking floating, noseless troll death god in a, in a skull, skull mask. To be, because he, all he got after the vision's over, he's like, "So did you see what I wanted you to?" And Zakan's like, "Yeah, I, I think so." And I'd be like, "I don't know. What did you want? <laughs> what, what exactly was I supposed to get out of? Was this? there a hidden message in there? Am I supposed to learn something from watching this dude go hunting with his kid on Dranor beyond like death's not so bad? Maybe. What's your? I mean, I guess as a gift to be like, hey." I know you are sad about, you know, your mentor and sort of orc father figure getting ganked by Sylvanas. Here is peace of mind to let you know that he is in a better place. And his first question isn't, what was the point of any of that? It's, is that what it's going to be like for me? Am I going to get to hang out with my dad? Yeah. And he's like, ah, that's a surprise. I can't tell you. And I'm going to go and tell It's because Bonsomity doesn't fucking know. He's not in charge of choosing afterlife. He just collects the dead. Yeah. He's a psychopomp. <laughs> uh, I mean, he definitely likes to give the impression that he's like, oh yeah, and I'm in charge of the souls, and I get to keep all the souls. Yeah, and he does not. I mean, I've barely touched what Shadowlands is, but it's pretty much like the entirety of the heavens is basically one of those coin sorting machines which dumps you into one of four afterlives based on... It's one of those coin sorting machines, and then yeah. you get pressed, and then you look like a train. Yeah. They either send you to, to hang out with these stuffy blue humans, and no matter what you are, you get turned into a stuffy blue human. Like, the storyline f- features you helping, like, a tauren get turned into a stuffy blue human. Or you go to the realm of endless battles between the undead-looking things. Or to the uh, midnighty nature times which is all just like satyrs and fairies and stuff. And the last one's like vampires betraying each other all the time hmm. in Victorian England, where there's like these like Cockney goblins. <laughs> yes. Have you ever seen them Cockney goblins? <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with Cockney goblins. <laughs> Damn, we should have called this one that. <laughs> Granted, the episode's not about that in the slightest, so it would have been a terrible name. A terrible name. But yeah, he's like, I- yeah, I guess I saw whatever you wanted. Sure. And we're, and we're moving on from there. Yep. We don't find out anything that Talanji did with her court. We don't know what's going on there. We just get a little brief aside with our boy in Buonsamdi. And then we move directly on from that. To Ilaria Windrunner, who's out <sighs> doing... Uh, she's on patrol, effectively. She's trying to hunt down Dark Rangers. I think it's a... Like, last time we saw her was at the end of the first episode, where she was dispatched to go find Sylvanas somewhere in the Arathi Highlands. Yes. Um, and so she's out there with a, a small faction of her people and Turalian's people, plus Turalian. Yeah, of and, course, we start with her having a nightmare. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it does start with her having fallen asleep in the saddle and having a nightmare where she's chasing Sylvanas around in the woods. Yeah, she's having one of those, like, oh, I'm chasing someone and I can't quite see them. Mm-hmm. And everything's kind of weird and indistinct. And I'm just sort of, like, running through blobs. Yeah. But she does not of course, realize that this is a dream. Yeah, she eventually catches Sylvanas, who stops running and turns around and barfs undead nightmare energy everywhere and is like, you can't catch me, I'm just better than you. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, and then a portal opens up and, like, her son and husband come through and she's like, ah, yes, finally, the people I love, and then they immediately just fucking, like, last crusade turn into skeletons. Yeah, so she watches as a, a dream Turalyon and Erator get a, appear. She has just enough time to describe the two of them, so we're like, yep, those are some NPCs from the game, all right. 
and then they die, and she wakes up in her saddle all freaked out, and Torellian's there. Yeah, Torellian's like, whoa, okay, some fucking yeah. nightmare, I guess. So basically, this is a chance to get into her head and explain her current situation and deal. So if you've only played, like, Warcraft 3 or Burning Crusade, you can learn what is currently going on with, with these two characters who have been gone for the, the entire story otherwise. Yep. And we learn that they kind of got separated after Burning Crusade, and Delaria went to the Twisting Nether and has been hanging around in the void for hundreds of years. Uh, being suffused well, really, with it. We, we only find that out if you go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery. Oh, okay. Join us at the $4 level, and I have discussed Illyria Windrunner's background and exactly what her deal is. Yeah. Because but, the book only says, oh, I'm touched by the void and yeah. Trallian is touched by the light. And it makes us such an odd couple. We're the original odd couple, <laughs> she says, because how, people can't figure out how the two of us would work. And I got to tell you, it's because... Two steps forward and two steps back. Yeah. We stick together. <laughs> I'm a real DJ scat cat. <laughs> the original DJ scat cat, one might say. <laughs> one might say. Uh-huh. Uh, oh. So, yeah, she's just going into this whole thing where she's lamenting that, you know, she is of the void now and Turalyon is suffused. It's like so much as he suffused with the light at this point that, like, he's ordering around the uh, the light forged Draenei. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild confluence of events. So the two of them are basically... These polar opposites with their little polar opposite armies, because after he comforts her for a second, a void portal opens up and one of her void elf people comes through. Yeah. You know, bringing along a light forge Draenei. Yeah. And <laughs> she's just like, Ugh, Ugh. I don't want to go through a void portal. Gross. Ew, nasty. Ugh. That purple stuff still on me. Ugh. Give me yeah. the sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what's his name. Seedrew Night Giver and Sen is the name of the light forge Draenei. Yeah. But they're just like, okay, did you find anything? And they're like, yeah, we just found a, a horde camp. It's refugees. They're on the move. They're very lightly guarded. There's like one guard. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you now, before you even go in the room, they're like refugees. They're not warriors. They're like like women and children mostly. Oh, yeah. No, and that's, they were like, we assumed that's what we had heard, that there were refugees from Stromgard or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, we expected that. But what we had also heard is we had reports that uh, they had met one of the, like, uh, the Dark, Dark Rangers. Yeah, the Dark Rangers, which is Sylvanas's core group of archers. Yeah, they were like, oh, we heard that, you know, this refugee camp had met with someone with red eyes and running around, and they're all dark and wispy, so we gotta go check that shit out. Yeah. And so they do. Indeed they do. And of course, this is like a full force of the Alliance's best, yeah. and a and group of... of Eld starving refugees so they're like all right well circle them up and no one even tries yeah they just they just frostbolt the one guy like some troll that was guarding and they're just like that won't kill him that's just gonna knock him down for a minute uh someone go tie his hands and then we're just gonna like walk into camp and be like hey uh so we're the heroes of eld and we are backed up by a full army and we, we genuinely do not want this to be a thing yeah we'll give you food and stuff like we got blankets we got rations we can help your ass out but we are just looking for information. Now, Illyria, being fully void-touched, yeah. at this point is like, oh, well, I get weird visions and information and shit from the void. And it is immediately like, that one, that one, that that orc mom, yeah. the, the orc mom with a baby and like a toddler, that's the one. Get her. Which is weird because we eventually establish after all the goings on of this not very good chapter, we establish that no, everyone in this whole camp knew about this. 
Yeah. They could have asked anybody. And that's the thing, is the Void was like, that one knows. And yes, it is correct. Yeah. But it is also the Void and being an asshole. Yes, it's very much being an asshole by picking a mom with her two desperate kids. Yeah, it's like, oh, you need to interrogate someone? She knows. Ha ha. JK. Except yes. So basically they go up to her... Uh, and they're like, hey, we're just we're just looking for information. We, we'll help you out. I, and as they're they're standing there talking, the her toddler son bears his fangs and charges Turalyon. Yeah, just is like ah! trained war orc. And Turalyon just sort of picks up the kid and dumps him back down on the grass by his mom. And and uh, he's like, nope, <laughs> not today. No, okay, all right, everyone, chill. That was not a real attack. That kid is four. We are, <laughs> yeah, we are not doing this. And, and then luckily. Both groups of Alliance are like, yeah, no one fires a shot. Everyone's just like, Turalyon's got that. That's not a real thing. That's yeah, not no. A-, a fucking toddler runs at one of the heroic legends that has a, a statue at the Bridge of Stormwind is like, yeah, it's fine, guys. I was not threatened by the toddler. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, during the height of the pandemic, I, I was sneaking Sage out to parks. Yeah. Because all the parks in California were closed. I would sneak her out to them and I just wouldn't go on the playground equipment. I'd be like, all right, no one is here and she is getting stir crazy. I'm going to take her to this park and just let her collect sticks or whatever, like pine cones, shit, like yeah. little kid shit. And she was, you know, like two or three. And one time, actually we got caught twice, but one time we got caught by a cop who came walking up out through the park to tell us to get the fuck out, right? Yeah. And Sage straight up charged this cop. And she wasn't like, aggra- she wasn't mean. She wasn't like, leave us alone or anything like that. Instead, she was. she just wanted to tell him that his clothes were blue. So she's running after this cop being like, wait, you have blue clothes. All your clothes are blue. And he was and he, terrified because it's the pandemic. He keeps trying to sidestep her and hastily backing away like, whoa, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing blue clothes. Okay, okay, okay. Can you call her? Whoa, whoa, hold, hold on. No, I don't want to. And I was like, Sage, please, please stop chasing that. Because I, I, I don't want to run after you because then I'm running after the cop. I am very confused about this situation. <laughs> But eventually I managed to rein her in and I was like, wow, she has some serious power. That cop was terrified. <laughs> and that's what it felt like for me to read this sequence. But then Alaria leans over to the kid and is like, all right, so your name is Zun. Listen up, Zun. I'm gonna, I, I think you may have been programmed by a war dad because, you know, you're an orc um, and we're at war uh, to think that all battle is courageous and good. Yeah, it's like, look, war is not glory. No. War is being at your worst and fighting other people at their worst. Yes. And you are sacrificing everything. Yeah. So just remember that. Yeah. And pick your battles because this was not a good one. Yeah. So anyway, there's there you are. There's your mom. Meanwhile, the void in her, in her head is just like this one, this one, pick this one. And as she's like, you, I want to ask you questions. This undead guy who is also part of this, this, uh, this group is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I will. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk on. No, he doesn't. Doesn't he go like? Uh, no, we have to. We haven't even gotten to the torturing yet. No, 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 no. He he gives it up after the torture, but before the torture as well. We get the part where we establish that he's some kind of apothecary because they mentioned that he has like herbs in his beard and shit. But he doesn't introduce himself. He just kind of goes, "Uh, yeah, no, we uh, we're refugees. We don't want any trouble." And they're like, "Are do you speak for these people?" He's like, "No, I'm just speaking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just currently I'm, the one not scared enough. I'm just willing to talk." But yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you we don't know anything. So he does do that in the outset. Yes. Uh, but then they're like, no, we want to talk to her in private. And Torellian, yeah, Torellian's like, hold on, I got to talk to my wife. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I will, give me a second alone with my wife. Alaria, sweetie, I can already see, like, the purple shit glow- growing up in your eyes back there and the, like, tendrils you got coming going on, like, pulsing. How about I ask her questions first, huh? Can can we can we try good cop before we do bad cop? <laughs> please, please allow me to not just, like, 
run over and begin Sith lightning someone. No, I can see the void. And, and, you know, she immediately gets defensive. She's like, the void doesn't control me. I control the void. It just gives me suggestions. Gah. And he's like, yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, but can- also, let me ask you a question. What were you going to do? And she's like, whatever it takes. And he's like, yeah, exactly. I'll handle the question. I'll, I'll just do, I'll, let me just, if you don't mind, give me just like three minutes alone with this lady. So he gets the lady, uh, binds her hands with golden light, and then is like, all right, tell me what you know. And she gives up nothing. This lady does not give a shit. Yeah. She manages to essentially in her arms. Like she manages to just say, I will give you my name. And that is about it for like, at least a couple hours of him questioning. She's just like, no, no, go fuck yourself. Fuck you, pig. <laughs> yeah, basically. And he's like, I, I don't understand why, why you're doing this. We will give you as much food and, and, and like rations and provisions and blankets and everything we have to help you get to wherever it is you're going. Yeah. And the we don't like, want to catch the you. The person you are protecting is not your friend. No. Like, and, I don't know if you guys thought you were friends with Sylvana still, but maybe that's because you're really down on news from from Orgrimmar, but they all want her dead, too. Yeah. Like, this is a very, very bad person. We need to get them. Everyone wants them. Please just help. And she is full Stonewall. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, he goes back to Valeria and is like, ah, whatever it takes. Fine. And she's like, Hell yeah! It's go time! And just straight blasts into her brain with void energy. Yeah, which I think is going to be the thing where you're really glad there wasn't the PC character here when this happened, because they just make you do it. Yeah. You know, like, click on this orc to torture her with the mind needler. Select the whip. Select the orc. And you're like, no? (laughs) You have to, or else you can't go to Kuldara or whatever. Yeah. This is part of the main story quest. You gotta do it. That fucking thing is still part of the main story quest. That fucking Wrath of the Lich King one where you just genuinely really did have to torture a guy to move the story forward. That is still there. Fucking wild. Yeah. Given that their most recent expansion, as far as I can tell, is just a worldwide apology tour where everyone's like, I was a bad friend. Let's be good friends again, dragon. Okay. Hey, centaur, we're not mad at the Tauren anymore. Ugh. Yeah. But, uh... The void power she has, she's like, oh, it lets me basically go in and see the secrets. Because the void's whole thing is secrets. It's why it was like, oh, I can give you visions and I can point people out who know things. Because the whole deal is knowing secret information. Yes. So she's like, okay, I can use my void powers to go into her mind and look for what I want. However, doing that is basically just the most painful experience you can have. It's basically like getting shadow priested because that's the other class outside or the primary class that does void shit. Yeah. Them and warlocks, I guess. Um, So basically it's like she's mind blasting or, or soul draining or whatever you want to say this lady. And it's, it's causing darkness to come burbling out of her mouth and eyes and it will slowly drive her insane. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not even so much the fact that it is ridiculously painful, which it is, but it is also like, Oh, you have the void in your mind. Like, This is basically the old gods whispering things that you could not possibly be meant to hear. Yeah. And so as she is digging around in there, eventually that forsaken is just like, holy shit, Jesus, stop. I will talk. Yeah. God, I I don't understand how tough these fucking orcs are, but I'll talk to get you to stop that. She has two kids. Jesus. Yeah. And he is holding the baby while this is happening. Yeah. He's just like, 
okay, whoa, whoa, hey, I'm the torture. Let's not do that. Yeah. So, uh, Alaria relents. The lady, in her own mind, Alaria is like, well, it's not going to leave a lot of permanent physical scarring. She'll be fine there. It will take weeks, but my understanding is that she will recover from the mental scarring as well. She's just going to be weird for a while. Yeah, this is, will make you fucked up for a bit. Yeah. Which is like, still, kind of a fucked up thing to do. Yes. But the Forsaken guy is like, all right, fine. Yes, we did have a ranger here. Uh, she apparently was in the Highlands, got like thrown from her horse, like broke her wrist, had a bunch of raptors trying to kill her. So... I am an apothecary. I heal people. I treated her. She told us nothing outside of her name and then left that that way. Yeah. That's all we got. She was heading towards some cove. We know there's a cove over there in that part of the Arathi Highlands, that part that no one ever goes to. Because uh, they're over by the Thandol Span, that big bridge. And there's a little cove you can go to down there. And he's like, I think she was heading in that way. That way. Her name was like Vinissa or something like that. And they both nod because they're like, that does sound correct. That does sound like a dark elf name. Fine. Okay. <laughs> yes, that sounds like That's, some bullshit. That sounds like the perfect kind of, yeah. All right. That was either that or a green dragon. You're correct. <laughs> anyway, uh, give them literally every like, ration and blanket that we possibly can and then move them the fuck along because if they stay here any more time, the witherbark trolls that are around here will find them and raid them. Yeah. And also, uh, bring that undead to Stormwind and keep questioning him just in case. Oof. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. Oh, Illyria, you got real fucked up. Yeah. I'm curious, because she's the one who's getting the big story in the mo- the upcoming expansion in the game. Uh, they're doing a whole Valeria-focused storyline. It'll be Valeria, Anduin, and Magni. Illyria? Yeah. Did I say Valeria? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure that's someone as well. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I meant Valencia, like the orange. Yeah, we're getting a whole story about Valencia oranges. Yeah, and, and the dark version of them, Vidalia. <laughs> Vasalia oranges sweet for oranges or sweet for onions weird for oranges sweet for oranges but yeah they get basically the information they wanted a dark ranger did come through the Arathi Highlands hooray that was certainly worth torture yeah we tortured someone to learn I don't know that way yeah oof great good job yeah you are the heroes of old hate it not great but luckily we have at least one more chapter to go hang around with Blood sacrificing blood trolls. Yay. We're checking in with Apani again. We haven't seen her for a couple of episodes. Yeah, the leader of the Widow's Bite. Yep. And we get some backstory on her Mm -hmm. that she used to be uh, in the temple. She was nobility. She was rich. Uh, She was hot and sexy. She was like, oh, yeah, everyone thought I was absolutely gorgeous. Of course, now. She's got a fucked up leg that she's like, and I will absolutely refuse any help on that leg. Yeah. Like the fact that it is in constant pain and like Listen to cr- withering and yeah. shit is just like, yeah, that's fine. She's like, I don't care. The, 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 uh, her friend Toya, who's another one of these dar- these uh, uh, Vandalar trolls, like defectors, is like, I do know a Volperin surgeon that can cut that thing off and cauterize it. And she's like, nope, I don't need to live long enough to see whether or not this leg kills me. Yeah. It's fine, and a constant reminder of what I'm doing. Yeah. And 
you know, she's like, oh, I had beautiful, like, silver hair that everyone complimented, and now I haven't washed it since I've left, and yeah. it's just matted and in front of my face all the time. Yeah, and she's wearing a mask over her nice pretty face, and her arms are all scarred up, even though General Jacques Razette, he used to tell her that she had dancer's arms. Yeah. General Jacques Razette being, like, the bad guy of the desert part of that expansion, but not an important one. Like, you think he's gonna be, but then he kills himself the moment you catch up with him to summon a minor old god. Uh, Not even a good one. <laughs> don't even have one of the good old gods. It's, just like, it's Mithrax, I think, is his name, and he's just one of those fat tentacle ones, but not like one of the... He's, he's not, not a, a big fat tentacle not, not one. Not an old god. He's just like one of their servants. Yeah. A young god. A young god, yeah. <laughs> one of the new gods. One of them young gods, which is a pretty cool rap collective, if you ever check them out. Yeah. Also, Orion and the New Gods. Uh, Orion and the New Gods, which is a pretty terrible rap collective. <laughs> yeah, Orion, real shit at rap. Now, of course, the rap battle on Apocalypse. Okay, here's my question. Who does win that? The Old Gods or the Denizens of Apocalypse in a rap face-off? I mean... How do you how do you play High Father versus Dark Side in a rap battle? Who do you who do you got? Who, who you got? I mean, obviously, I have to assume that, like, Dark Side spits... Mad rhymes. It depends on who's voicing him, because Darkseid's been Michael Ironside for a long time as well. Uh -huh. But for a brief period, he was Andre Brar. So do you think Andre Brar would be able to outwrap whoever they throw at his high father who doesn't fucking matter? I'm sure he never had a good voice. Yeah. No, 100%. Darkseid is going to have absolute amazing raps and then end it with, like, saying that his rap is the anti-life equation or whatever. Oh, dude, yeah. End a motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I am the death of, of humor and elation for, for the thing that I seek is the anti-life equation or whatever. That'd be pretty great. Yeah, no, I fully see that. Whereas the High Father's just like, hi, no one knows who I am. Hello. My name is High Father, and I'm here to say, I like to rap in a new god way. <laughs> I live in a floating city above the clouds. I don't know anything that rhymes with clouds. Word up. <laughs> <laughs> your turn, and then just Darkseid annihilates him. Completely fucking, just starts tur turned around. Like, I'm not even going to look at this fucker. <laughs> I don't need to see you to Omega Beam your ass. <laughs> just absolutely demolishes him. Just eight miles this motherfucker. The other thing is that's the only thing on the card that anyone fucking gives a shit about. Imagine the Calabac versus Orion, like, that doesn't matter. No one cares. No one's watching Even though Calabac is Michael fucking Dorn. Uh, now, of course, the only other one of that group that I think would be remotely good is, of course, Desaad. Yeah, the problem is try to name even one more person from from the new gods. I would Light Ray, I think, is one of them. Sure. Yeah. Desaad v. Light Ray. Digger. He's not even a new god. He's one of the bugs that, that lives underneath uh, on the world underneath them. That's how much regard I have for the new gods. I don't remember any of their fucking names. Yeah. Why would you? Kirby shit is usually good at bad guys. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Apari is just, like, getting up and being called to go do a blood sacrifice. They have captured, uh, one of the loyalists, you know, last time we saw her, they were killing another loyalist, but this one is one of the actual, like, nobility. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, and I knew this guy, like, I know him from when i lived there he's a rich piece of shit and fuck him i don't care yeah by the way i just looked up who voiced orion in the jlu series uh-huh and now i do kind of want to see the, the v calabac matchup because that's 
That's Michael Dorn versus Ron Perlman. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I just, hey, I would watch that. Hey, Warner Brothers, I know you don't have any good ideas. Do this. <laughs> if you want some good ideas. <laughs> Listen to this. Your cousin, Marvin Brothers? Well, my name is Ron Perlman, and I'm here to state. Ah, God damn it! I <laughs> thought it was going to be good. You're not even in character. You're just Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ugh. I feel like Michael Dorn would do the same, though. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm very sorry. I, uh, folks, I'm sorry. <laughs> folks, I'd like to apologize. I'd like to apologize to you and to Michael Dorn. <laughs> you deserve better. Uh, so, yes. They are going to kill this guy because it is part of their blood ritual that they are going to create a huge storm around the island because they're yeah. like the one thing we don't want because we've just had a second failed assassination attempt yeah they're like as soon as that information gets back to the horde they are going to send people to try and protect their investment mm -hmm. in the same way that Buon Samdi was worried about it the horde will worry about it and they'll probably just show up and exterminate us because we are a tiny little faction of like insurrectionists and they are the entire horde yeah we got to keep them the fuck off the island which means the number one thing we need to do right now is keep talanji afraid of having of being friends with them we have to well, keep this we discord to, thing going we need to keep a storm yeah, so storm that they too. can't get here yeah so all this shit's important now they did they, they the dude they're about to blood sacrifice apparently they grabbed him in the raid because we've met him before he was the guy petitioning Talanji for a little bit of money so that his daughter could marry her sweetheart. Yeah. And he even is like, please, my daughter's about to get married. At least leave me long and, enough, alive long enough to see that. You were friends with her. You and my daughter were friends. Like, I know you. We know each other. And she's like, yeah, you can, you can offer me gold and promises and shit. You might as well save it, though. The only thing I want from you is blood and screams. Yeah. And just stabs his ass in the chest and... He does not scream. Yeah, he just he apologizes to someone. We don't know who that that person. He says probably the daughter. I assume his daughter. Uh, he so he he says a name and is like, "Forgive me," and then he dies and starts bleeding into an important pit. Yeah, they've got, you know, a whole ritual sacrifice thing dug out with all sorts of symbols that the blood will flow through. And yeah, as soon as it starts happening, you know, they're chanting and like the blood catches fire and starts burning him up. Yes, yeah, so he gets turned into a charred out husk. And the mean, in the meantime, Apani is reciting all of her curses, which unfortunately are on very simple common meter rhyme. <laughs> so I was kind of uh, hoping they'd be a little more interesting than that. But no, she straight up is like, I'm Apari and I'm, I'm here, here to, to say, say. <laughs> I like a storm in a biblical way. <laughs> Plus, I know that storm in a biblical way, which is to say I fucked that storm. <laughs> Wait, this is... I should have reversed that phrasing and it would have rhymed again. Aw, oh, damn it. Hang on, this is why I'm not a battle rapper. <laughs> I have a dancer's arms and I do not have a rapper's mind. Yeah. But basically she's like, big waves, heavy stormy winds, lots of blood stuff. Blood! Woo! Yeah. And sure enough, the sky starts to turn dark. They hear a huge rumble on mm -hmm. the coast and they're like, good, great. Good, good. This is good. This is working. We're going to get it done. Because right now, they were all feeling their oats. Like, they're all really excited that they had managed to pull off that raid and get out successfully, even though a few of them died. Because they're like, we did it. We managed to get into the temple and straight up put hands on the princess. Sure, she's still alive, 
but this is proof of concept. We can do this shit, and now they're scared of us. Yeah, and she's like, also, that's the only thing basically keeping this group going. Because he's like, most of these people haven't eaten anything more than, like, broth and bat wings in a week. And Which is weird, because, like, if you can get bat wings, doesn't that mean you're getting bat? Nah, like, man. Eat the rest of that bat. There's good eating on that bat. No, you kill the bat, and then you loot it, and all you get is a bat wing. It oh, fucking right. sucks. Yeah, you're right. And a good point. Fair <laughs> point. Uh, Only one bat wing? What the fuck? God damn it. What's this drop rate? It sucks ass. How is this thing in the sky? Wait a minute. Why does this thing have a rock on it? What was it doing? Why are we eating bat wings anyway? There's so much shit in Nazmir. <laughs> I'm in there's a jungle. Tur- Let me eat anything else there's here. There's turtles and raptors and frogs and stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's like, they are like starving and half crazed, but having a successful, ridiculous blood ritual, which causes an entire storm to cover your island. They're like, this is a morale booster. Yeah. This is a big thing for us. Yeah. So this is good. We're moving in the right direction. And she also thinks about how proud she is of her gross little blood tick pet that she has, which is named Daz. Oh, Daz. And they, she calls Daz over at the end as Toya comes by and is like, hey, we did it. Great job. This storm is probably going to work. Yes. But soon, Daz, soon your great feast will come as we spill the blood of every Zandalari troll. Tune in next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, Daz was sad because the blood caught fire and burned the corpse alive. Yeah, he so he's just like sitting on a burnt husk, like, ah, ah, my face. Where's the blood? Aww. I want tasty blood. Mm. I'm a sad tick. I'm a sad little grody ticky thing. Yeah. And now we're done. And now we're done. Mm-hmm. But not entirely done because of course on this show, we make bonus content. And That's if you would right. like that delicious bonus content, mm. Mm. That lip smacking, rib sticking bonus content. Oh, yeah. All with that sauce. Then <laughs> get that sauce. Then all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support us at the $4 level. That's right. You'll find us two quirked up white boys goaded with the sauce. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> okay. okay. <All> right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. If you go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support us at that $4 level, as previously mentioned, That'll unlock two of our bonus shows for you. First, the uh, System Mastery bonus content where we make characters in the games review. And second, the Expanded Expounded Universe where we make characters in the novels we just (laughs) reviewed. We're constantly making characters. Yeah, no, we we go to, uh, in this case, Wowpedia and find weird shit from the history of World of Warcraft or just stuff we find interesting to discuss with each other and for the benefit of interested parties. Mm. Uh, Once again, that's patreon.com slash system mastery at the bargain basement, $4 a month. There is additionally a $10 a month level that unlocks two more shows. Yep. What a deal. Such a deal. So by all means, consider supporting us any way you can. And if you cannot, we understand But there are other ways to help out, too. Right, John? That's right. You can leave a review. You can rate us on whatever you're listening on. Mm -hmm. That's right. You get a lifetime supply of turtle wax Mm -hmm. and And rice-a-roni the San Francisco treat. And the home game. (sighs) Expounded Universe, the home game would be a very weird game. That would be a very weird game. Yeah. All right, so uh, consider doing those things. We'd really appreciate it if you did. Otherwise, we'll see you again real soon with yet more exciting World of Warcraft-typed content. And I hope... Oh, wait, I forgot how we end these. And uh, I've been... I don't know. Let me pick a random person from the history of all of World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. Uh, Illidan Stormrage. <laughs> and you are not prepared for the Cockney Goblin. <laughs> <laughs>